You're listening to special programming sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Business of Giving podcast, sponsored by the Cross Marketing Chamber of Commerce. My name is Guy Dawson, and I am the Executive Director of the Chamber. And uh, this radio show was created to highlight the value of cause marketing. And we are an organization that supports bringing nonprofit organizations and businesses together to create synergistic relationships that build the community. Our chamber was founded, or the concept of our chamber was founded back in 2015 uh, as a result of an event that we have been hosting ever since called uh, the uh, Businesses with Heart, which is a big expo that uh, does exactly what our mission is all about. It exposes the business community to the value of of creating partnerships with wonderful nonprofit organizations. And we have so many of them in this community, worthy nonprofits that some of them get a tremendous amount of publicity. Others don't get as much publicity, but we are all about highlighting the successes of nonprofit organizations and the value that they bring to the community. We are also all about highlighting the successes of business and creating opportunities for people to run more successful businesses. And it's a really a win-win-win situation is what we call it. It's a win for the nonprofit organizations because of the exposure that they get by connecting with traditional businesses and professionals. A win for the business community because of them being able to leverage relationships that they have with causes that they believe in to bring more exposure to their businesses, which makes them more successful. And because these are pillars of the community, both nonprofit organizations and traditional businesses, the community overall benefits, the economy benefits, and the services that they provide, these nonprofit organizations, help a lot of people in our communities. And I have my my sidekick and good friend, Carl Demilig. He is the chairman of the board of the Cause Marketing Chamber, and uh, he's back next month. Feeling, feeling better now, Carl? Yes, I stopped inhaling all that pollen that was going around. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just wasn't the same without you last month, man. Great to have you back. Thank you. Glad to be here. So tell the audience about your background uh, in terms of being involved with with causes and what business you're in? So the causes are actually in, integral to the business I'm in. I help families create private family foundations. And what those are, they're tax-exempt organizations whose primary goal is to support public charities. And I tie that in with taxes because I'm an enrolled agent and I created a company called Crypt- Crypto Taxologist. So now these, there's all these Brand new, new money crypto millionaires would love to spend that money, but they don't want to pay income and capital gains tax. So if we use a private foundation, they won't have income tax. All we ask, all the IRS asks is that, hey, instead of paying income tax, why don't you just give 5% to causes that you particularly care about? So now you know where your money's going instead of giving it to the IRS first. So that's where... That whole business is create a foundation, support causes your family cares about. 
And Carl has been a part of the Cause Marketing Chamber for several years, and uh, now you're a chairman of the board. Being in a position like that, what's that been like? You, you had never been a chairman of a board before, before you took on this position. How has this benefited you in your life? I love learning stuff, especially learning a lot of different stuff and getting to interact with a lot of charities that I never knew existed has been probably the biggest benefit. Not knowing that there was a need for this and that someone stepped up and created their own charity to support that need. And, you know, anywhere else in the U.S. in particular, nowhere in particular, but it's, it's just fascinating to see the people behind all these charities. They, they, they're different. Yes, they are technically running a business, but their heart is in front not their, you know, the profits. Yes, and through all these events and that we do, Carl, you, as you mentioned, we've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of really wonderful nonprofit organizations. We just had a mixer last week, and we uh, our featured nonprofit, we do one of these mixers, and we'll talk about it more uh, later on in the broadcast. But once a month, we do a business mixer event that features a nonprofit organization, and we just hosted an event at Famous Dave's a week ago that supported Healing Hearts Movement, uh, which is a wonderful nonprofit organization that does a lot to support the youth and families. And Carl, because of these events, we learn about some of the services that are available out there. This is an organization that I hadn't really heard about. Uh, the woman, Yolanda Medrano, who runs that organization, reached out to me and wanted to connect uh, with the chamber. And now I'm very aware of a lot of the great things that they do. And, uh, they, and then really, that's what it's all about, right? This is what our organization it's about. It's about highlighting some of these uh, nonprofits that deserve more recognition than they get sometimes. Yeah, we had a great crowd. So now that crowd knows about Healing Hearts. So more exposure. Win-win-win, like you said. Yeah, networking, successful businesses, successful nonprofit organizations. That's really uh, what we're striving for uh, with the development of this uh, cause marketing chamber of commerce. And I personally run a public relations and marketing business called Classy Communications. We've been in business since 2008. And being a publicist, I've had a lot of experience prior to running the chamber with working uh, with nonprofit organizations. It's one of the main things that I recommend to clients who I start working with on the PR and marketing side is that aligning yourself with a nonprofit is something that is an absolute wonderful combination. It's something that you should consider because of on many levels. And of course, you need to support the nonprofit. <laughs> I mean, you really need to believe in that nonprofit organization. I think that's always something that we also like to emphasize, Carl. Yeah, everyone has a purpose in their life, above and beyond money. And all of us would, I'm assuming all of us would love to get to the point where money doesn't matter so that you could just live your life doing what you love, which is going to involve helping people. And there's a nonprofit organization that I personally have been a part of since 2007, and it's called Toastmasters International. And I would imagine that many of you out there have heard about Toastmasters. Maybe you've been to a meeting or you've had a family member that was a part of it. But my experience being a member for over 15 years is it's just – it's been a 
a great way to meet some amazing people. I've learned so much about how to be a better communicator, a better leader. And I can really say that many of the skills that I have learned being a Toastmaster have been extremely helpful as we have been building this organization. Because it's a nonprofit, and this is a nonprofit, we're a 501c6 organization, our chamber. Volunteerism is huge. And, and the development that you get being a Toastmaster can be so helpful. We have a club actually that is affiliated with the chamber called Cause Masters Toastmasters. And my good friend and mentor, Phyllis Tribby, is here as a representative of Toastmasters today. She's also a member of Cause Masters Toastmasters. She's a longtime member. Welcome, welcome to the Business of Giving show, Phyllis. Thank you so much for inviting me, guys. And what made you become a member of Toastmasters? Well, it was a long time coming, but I was in a self-help group, and each time I got up to speak, someone would say, oh, you need Toastmasters. And like many people, I think, worldwide, we have no clue what Toastmasters is all about. And it is in a club atmosphere where 20 people or so each help one another to become better communicators and better leaders, and there is a set program that comes from Toastmasters International. So by being invited constantly for like seven months, I finally showed up, and it actually has changed my life. As you had mentioned, Phyllis, you weren't exactly the talkative type prior to joining Toastmasters. Would would you like to elaborate on that and how how have you changed as a result of your membership? Well, I was good one on one, but I in a group of three people, I did not do any talking at all. And if I had to talk in front of a group, as in this self help thing, I worried so much about the few words that I would say that I got no benefit from what others would say. And so I went to my first meeting in Toastmasters. They have what's called impromptu speaking. And at that meeting, I was to introduce the person next to me. I didn't say anything to him about myself so that he could introduce me. He rattled off a few things about himself. And I talked mainly to the clock. I had 30 seconds and as soon as those 30 seconds were done, I sat down. And he informed everyone in the room that I was so nervous the table was moving forward. After that time, I became more confident with the help of the members of Toastmasters. And eventually, after 10 years, yes, 10 years of being in Toastmasters, and going through the chairs, which means uh, each level, till I was the leader of the district. At that time, I was asked to go in front of 3,500-plus people and invite the organization to the next conference, which would be held in Las Vegas. So I went from only talking to one person and sitting in a corner to a person that sits in the front row and can talk to 3,500 people. It really is phenomenal, Phyllis. And as I had mentioned before, she is my mentor. So I've known Phyllis for literally 15 years. And mm -hmm. I, know what, I know what your journey 
has been from being that shy person. I think a lot of people, they think about Toastmasters. Public speaking is one of the great fears that about 95% of the adults on the planet have. You're describing how you were able to overcome that. What was the environment that nurtured that? What about being a Toastmaster allowed you to be able to overcome your fears? I think that everyone in the organization wants you to succeed. They want to help you in any way they can. I've always said that mentoring is the thing about Toastmasters that is so genuine. Each person is actually a mentor. You do get a mentor of your own, but they each one want to help you to succeed. And if you don't do it exactly right, they may have a few comments, but there's always great comments about all the wonderful things that you did do. So you can bring those forth again each time. And when I started out, I had no idea. There was a booklet with 10 speeches in it. I had no idea I'd even finish those 10. You just start out. And you do the first one, which is an icebreaker where you talk about yourself and then the next one and the next one. You just continue on. And even if you don't volunteer to do these speeches, uh, you have someone that puts together the agenda and you know, you're added to it. And so your mentor helps you to go through these speeches. And then along the way, you do the other roles that are in the program, uh, such as the awe counter and the grammarian and the evaluator, and eventually you do the Toastmaster that organizes the whole meeting. So you just keep doing these things weekly, little by little. And I believe that no matter what people say that they join Toastmasters, it's confidence. We all need the confidence to put ourselves forward. That's in everything that we do and in our personal life and especially in our professional life. We need that confidence to get that next rung of the ladder as we're climbing it. We definitely create a supportive environment for your success if you want to grow as a, as a leader or as a communicator. People join Toastmasters for a lot of different reasons. I think one of the underrated aspects of Toastmasters are the relationships and the connections and the friendships that you make with some high-quality people. Has that been something that's been important for you, being a part of the organization, Phyllis? Well, I think that's true. It's, it's what makes you succeed because you are in a group of friends. They become very, very close to you. Uh, my oldest friend, you know, I've been in Toastmasters 25 years. I met her, and she is one of the reasons why I joined Toastmasters. We've become very close. So it's my personal relationships that keep you in Toastmasters, but they also are what helps you uh, succeed because they are willing to support you in everything that you do. One of the reasons why I went into district leadership, which is the top three of the district, was because I was missing all my friends over in California. 
when I first joined Toastmasters, we were part of District 33, which is the central part of California. And we had five meetings, and I went to all five meetings. And then they cut that back to where you could only go to two meetings. And it seems like I was missing everybody over there. And when I went to a district meeting where they were looking for the beginning of the top three, which is at that time marketing, which is now club growth director, I said, yeah, I want to do it because I want to come over and see people more frequently and see what I can do about being in leadership of Toastmasters. And I had mentioned before, Phyllis, that we have a Toastmaster Club that's affiliated with the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce called Cosmasters Toastmasters. How can people in the audience out there benefit from becoming a part of a club like ours? I think the benefit from Toastmasters is, for me, and I think it's for most people, is competence. And then you start learning the techniques of public speaking, the ahs and the ums. Once you've heard yourself do a lot of ahs and ums and connector words, then your speech improves because you drop those and the listening. And yes, Cause Marketing Toastmasters was formed for people that were in cause marketing, but it's open to everyone. So anyone that's listening to us today that would like to come and visit, it's the first and third Fridays of the month at 8 o'clock at Skinny Dugan's. So please, come and see us. Well, I appreciate you, Phyllis, for your amazing mentorship and the friendship that we have created over the last 15 years, and you represented Toastmasters very well today on the Business of Giving show. Thank you. I appreciate your invitation, and I do hope that Many of your people that are in cause marketing will take advantage of this Toastmaster Club because it will help you to gain the confidence and the speaking abilities and communication skills to go out and sell your nonprofit to others. Yep. Thanks again for stopping by, Phyllis. And as she mentioned, we meet on the first and third Fridays of every month at 8 a.m. at Skinny Dugan's, uh, which is over on Charleston. So it's a, a, a growing club and definitely an opportunity for anyone. It's community oriented, so you don't have to be a member of the Cause Marketing Chamber to come and participate in it. However, we really look forward to giving you an opportunity to meet us. Carl, you're a member. What have you been getting out of Toastmasters? They have some, they have a program where you can pick what do I want to improve? Do I want to improve learning, doing some research onto a subject and presenting that material in a nice manner? Do I want to work on body language, taking up the stage, working on, I always forget the word, change of tone. I've been told I should be on a meditation CD, which, by the way, <laughs> I talk. So I need to work on my tone. Vocal, vocal variety. Vocal variety, that's what it's called. Yeah. Carl's been a member of Cause Masters for about three years, and he has grown a lot. I mean, when you're around this organization a long time, you see people come in and they join, and your growth's been great, Carl. But we've got a stage that we're setting, which is going to be the next Businesses with Heart event, which is on September the 8th, our expo. Do you want to tell the audience something about that? Yes, that is essentially a big party, a celebration of business owners who are supporting causes in their community, 
we also celebrate uh, a nonprofit we all, while fundraising for them. And the nonprofit gets to talk about all the good they're doing in the community. And guests get to meet all of these business owners who also give back to the community in some way, shape, or form through cause marketing ideas. And it's going to be a great time with uh, a lot of people, some food, a cash bar, no open bar. Uh, and yeah, come out, come meet with us. It's on a Thursday evening. Yeah, it's an um, uh, outstanding event, opportunity for you to connect with people in the business community. And as Carl had mentioned, great nonprofits. It's at Emerald at Queens Ridge, which is out in Summerlin from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, on September the 8th. Uh, you can go on to Eventbrite to learn about it, but you can also go to the causemarketingchamber.com website. If you'd like to register, we have sponsorship opportunities. If you want to learn about what cause marketing does for people in business and nonprofits, it is the event uh, to be able to learn that. Actually, that's where Carl and I met many years ago. I can't remember which one it was. There's been so many. <laughs> it was, I think, 2019. Was it early 2019? February. Oh, with Casa was the, was that it? With when Casa? I think we were at the United Way for that one, and that was uh, Hearts Alive Village. Okay. Was the wow. There's been so many, I lost track. Yes. We have done a lot of work, extensive work <laughs> with nonprofits, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with them. But for, yes, more information. We'll be talking about it over the next couple of months on this radio show, but you can also visit our website, causemarketingchamber.com, for more info about Businesses with Heart, the expo that will happen on September the 8th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And of course, traditional businesses and that marriage be between the two nonprofits uh, and traditional businesses is so important. And we've got a traditional business owner in the studio today, Carl. Yes, we do, live in our, in our, in our studio. We have a man who makes a living digging fancy holes in people's backyards. His name is <laughs> Jeff Keach of My Smart Pools. Now, I'm just curious, Jeff, how did you get that skill set of digging holes? This is Las Vegas, so I'm kind of curious, curious if you have any um, history with certain parts of... Uh, look, I think, I think every father told their son or daughter even, if you're going to be a ditch digger, be the best one out there. So that was probably the generator. Uh, no, not really, but... Uh, um, you're asking, how did I get into pools? Yes. You know, I've been in real estate since 1995. And when the market crashed, I was heavily into residential investments, meeting the different residential subcontractors and earthwork guys and landscapers. Uh, some of those guys created a, uh, started a, uh, pool company in 2016 and gave me a call to look at some of its moving parts in 2019 Pretty soon after that, within a couple of months, they asked me if I wanted to design and sell and took to it like a, a fish to water and love it. So um, come full uh, up to current time now, uh, right about mid-December, we opened up My Smart Pools and ultimately it is a designer consultant company and we have subcontractor partners and or general contractor partners for either homeowners that want to build a pool themselves, go the DIY route, owner builder, and or deal with a general contractor. So truly, my smart pools has turned out to be a pool concierge. Wow! Could you tell us a little bit about the history of all of the modern, modern things involved in pools that weren't there before, such as maybe the material or 
different types of how, ways to keep the water clean. Well, first thing I've got to mention, I should have done it a couple of minutes ago when I first started talking. After you listening to you, Carl, I need one of those bells, ding, yeah. that, that finishes out the meditation. You, you got me relaxed here at the radio booth. But today's technologies have ma- created some amazing features in a pool, lighting, uh, automation, and I think that um, gas fire features, water features, um, the technologies of the pool, pools themselves, the construction, the plasters, the decking, the tiles have come a long way. So um, when I look at, let's say, my dad built a pool here locally in 1998, great. But when I look at the standard now, it's night and day. It's night and day. It's like the car with the roll-up windows compared to today's fully upgraded push-a-button and everything works. And uh, right, on, right on your cell phone or smart device or whatever. So, no, it's, it's fun talking about the different elements of pools. Um, you get with the homeowner and you basically, the, the main job is to discuss vision. What's that homeowner's vision? And then you design it from there. Yeah, when I think of pool, from my end as a consumer... Like a mattress is just a mattress, but a bed is all the stuff on it, around it, which makes it, you know, you want to sleep in it. A pool isn't just a hole in the ground with concrete. There's all the nice stuff around it when you said designing a pool. Your timing on that question is great. I was uh, on the phone on the way here with a referral that came in from a pool that uh, we finished out probably eight, nine months ago. And that pool, it was very simple pool, uh, zero level. The spa's zero level, all no raised beams, no raised walls, water features of any kind. The lot itself is it's tiered. It's got a big berm in the back and a big rock Murphy wall. So really, what sets that backyard off is the skirting, the decking, the landscaping, the lighting. And if you just took all that away and just have the pool, it's pretty basic. Wow. So it, you're you're exactly right. There's so much more to a backyard than just the pool. Everything tends to center around the pool or maybe start with the pool design. But um, you can imagine, and the bigger lot you have, the more real estate that you have to cover, that's just more creativity, you mm. can imagine. So maybe like a floating barbecue pit. <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the pool? <laughs> <laughs> now, what we about... could do a sunken pit in the middle and just build the pool around it. Interesting. We've done that. Wow. I, I've seen some of the pictures of your work. Really fascinating stuff. Last time I heard you talk about it, you mentioned how some some people, some homeowners, pool owners, don't want the chlorine. They want like a salt water version. Uh, is that cost effective over time? It certainly can be. Uh, I, I, if you're the, if you're the um, pool equipment sales guys, let's say Hayward Pool Equipment or Pentair, I think the conversation is the salt sanitation is going to take up about or take away about 30 to 35% of your annual chemical cost. And then there's a product, UV Ozone, and it's been around for about 12 or 15 years. A couple of the companies have combined this technology into one single unit, and it, again, UV Ozone, boasts about 80 to 85% of your annual chemical cost. And when you think about, when you think about plaster health, the more consistent your pH balance and your chemicals are over a very long period of time, is the answer to your plaster health. Not necessarily everyone jumping in and out, banging it, scratching it. It's more so plaster health for sure. Or I'm sorry, your chemical balance for sure to help with that plaster health over a long period. A lot of technical stuff regarding that. So how can people get a hold of you before uh, before you leave the show today? 
That way they know. Uh, well, uh, direct line, uh, just straight to my cell, uh, 702-767-3585. And uh, we've got our website, of course, www.mysmartpools.com. All righty, that is Jeff Keach, Building Fancy Holes. Yeah, really quickly before we sign off, Jeff, why the Cause Marketing Chamber? What made you join? I'm glad you asked. Uh, what it, that, that's actually more important for the radio show here today, more than kind of what we're doing with the pools. Um, you know, in, in building a business, I think a big part of it is having people get to know you and getting out to the different nonprofit either events or organizations or groups uh, allows the community to get to know people outside of what they're actually doing for a living and in their industry. Um, maybe even uh, building those personal relationships. I've, I've got several, uh, I don't know if I can mention on the sh- show here, a friend of mine, Billy Alt. Uh, he's into rebuilding together. And uh, he's been into different nonprofits for a long time. We've collaborated a lot and um, had a lot of success with it. So I think it's crucial for any business, small or large, but to have that element in their overall marketing plan, making sure that those campaigns, those networking campaigns, and then the nonprofit collaboration campaigns are a part of business. I think it's crucial. Well, we greatly appreciate you coming in talking about My Smart Pools and being a business that supports worthy nonprofits. And Carl, we're near the end of the show today. Um, and thank you all for tuning in to the Business of Giving show sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. We've got a host of events that are coming up and you can learn more about what we're doing at our website, causemarketingchamber.com. All the information about the Cause Marketing Chamber is there. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off, Carl? Oh, just catch us every first, every second Sunday, 7.30 a.m. at this radio station that you found us on or on the internet. But uh, we just want to encourage all of you to continue to get together with people like Jeff and like Carl who want to do good, do good, do good. See you next month.